the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, everyone. This is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of our Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Today's episode is going to be on... Yoga, Ayurveda, and Vegetarianism. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Back. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about Ayurveda, yoga, vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. We've been teaching now, We well, we owned the studio for almost 20 years. Yeah. And we've been teaching yoga, Ayurveda for a very long time. Actually, yes. even before we owned the studio. Yes. And every teacher training that we've gone through, or not gone through, that we've done, mm-hmm. the question has always come up. What does Ayurveda say about nutrition? What type of food does Ayurveda advocate? And we are going with Ayurveda because Ayurveda talks about nutrition more than yoga. Actually, yoga really doesn't. Yoga pushes it off to Ayurveda. Exactly, yes. So what does Ayurveda say? Do I need to be a vegetarian or a vegan if I am practicing yoga and I'm following an Ayurvedic lifestyle? Okay, that, uh, that question has several paths. Good. Um, Ayurveda says, um, just so we are all on the same uh, wavelength, pun intended, uh, Ayurveda says that there is no black and white. Everything is gray. Therefore, Ayurveda doesn't say uh, you need to be a vegetarian, you need to be a vegan, you need to be a carnivore, you need to be an omnivore. Uh, what about a keto? Uh, you, yeah, that would, yeah, that fits somewhere <laughs> in there. Uh, uh, whole foods, raw foods, plant-based, ketogenic, all that stuff. Ayurveda, unfortunately, um, doesn't use fashionable terms like that. And I say unfortunately because it would sell better if it uh, it was packaged prettier. Uh, But I digress. Ayurveda says, look at three parameters. Who the person is. What's that mean? In terms of physical, mental, emotional composition and activity. Uh, Do you have any uh, diseases or do you have any tendency towards diseases? How old are you? Uh, What is your uh, gender? How mentally stable or deranged are you? Uh, What are your uh, emotional tendencies? Deranged? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, truly, yeah. Uh, What are your emotional tendencies? Uh, What is uh, your daily lifestyle? Uh, What is uh, your level of activity? Uh, Do you sit all day? Do you climb mountains all day? Uh, Are you a priest? Are you... Uh, working in the garden, stuff like that. What your activities? Your activities. Yeah. What does your day mostly consist of? What does your work? What does your play? Exactly. Yes. And the 
very importantly, uh, what stage of your life are okay. you? That's very important. Are, are you a woman who's going to have babies? Things like that. Then the second parameter is what food are you talking about? How is the food prepared? Where is it coming from? Do you know the source of the food? Is it clean? And uh, when Ayurveda was formulated, clean was a lot simpler than mm -hmm. it is today. No term is organic. Uh, exactly. They, yeah, they didn't have to. Everything was organic. And also you, had re you didn't eat leftovers because they didn't have refrigerators. Exactly. So that's what you look at. Is your food wholesome in terms of the source and the cleanliness so Ayurveda and, and doesn't, also how it's prepared so Ayurveda doesn't say that you throw away your leftovers no because I've, I've heard that many times that you should never eat no. leftovers no absolutely that's that's again um that's based on superstition and folklore and uh, arbitrary personal opinions okay uh, so you think in terms of wholesome food in terms of did this food uh, actually follow the path of least harm for the environment getting to your table? And then the third parameter is what is the context in terms of what time of the year are we talking about? What time of the day are we talking about? Uh, what type of climate? What type of weather? You're going to have different food when you are on a high altitude versus sea level. Okay, Things so like that. you shouldn't be eating raspberries every day for 365 days uh, unless you are in a magical place that grows raspberries every day 365 days a year i would yes. like to be in that magical yes. place yes yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so it you look at ayurveda says you look at the person you look at the food and you look at where you live the yes the context okay in terms of time and space okay so now that you've said all that, mm -hmm. what does that mean? That, that means that there is no one size fits all. The way I like to explain it, the truth is personal, contemporary, and relative. In terms of nutrition, in terms of what you as the particular individual should eat, you decide for yourself. What every person eats is not going to be the same or what every person should ideally eat, according to Ayurveda, is not going to be the same with another person. You cannot have two people. There is no chance on earth. You cannot have two people that, according to Ayurveda, should be following the same diet. Everyone is unique. That's the beauty of Ayurveda. Then when we get into being a vegetarian or a vegan or a carnivore, each person 
has to see how they feel under some of those circumstances. So some people would do great. Yes. Some people will do terrible. Exactly. So saying that you have to be vegetarian if you're an Ayurvedic lifestyle would be actually hurting possibly a good percentage of people out there. And it would be helping a good percentage of people out there because some people might be doing really good on that type of diet. Exactly. It's like the South Beach diet or the Atkins diet or whatever. Mediterranean diet. Mediterranean diet. Which is completely different now. Yeah, 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 Mediterranean. (laughs) Uh, that's another podcast. That's so, a long so podcast. yes, some people are gonna do great and some people are gonna suffer. And that is so egotistical and that is so silly and that that is that shows so much ignorance to say that you have to follow this. It's nowhere on the texts. The main Ayurvedic texts do not say anywhere to be a vegetarian or vegan. And we are going with that because that's what most people believe. So the and there is actually a book in the Ayurvedic texts and it's called The Materia Medica of Ayurveda. Say that again slower. (laughs) The Materia Medica of Ayurveda. And we'll put that in writing in the notes. Yes. That actually talks about what? That that talks about what type of meat to eat based on the seasons and the diseases or the health situations you are addressing. And it goes into extreme detail. Uh, It talks about types of animals and birds and fish that I haven't heard of. And so we're not saying that you shouldn't be vegetarian. No, absolutely not. But we're also not. not saying that you should not be or should be. Actually, I should say that better. You can be if it's good for you. Yes. But you don't want to be exactly. if it's not good for you. Exactly. Ayurveda says that Mother Nature gave us the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, and the mineral kingdom. And and then it's us, the human kingdom. Uh, and... Eating food is all about energy exchange between the kingdoms. As long as that energy exchange takes place with respect and with knowledge, you're good. And I like the term from Okinawa, itadakimasu. Uh, yes. And it basically gives uh, thanks to everything that's on yes. the plate believing that plants also have energy just like animals have energy life yes exactly yes yeah everything has life yes so saying that you're eating salad and you just cut it and put it on the plate is the same thing in this term as eating some other type uh, an animal yes everything yeah everything has energy Everything has energy, everything has, everything is life, whether we realize it or not. So, so when we eat, no matter what, that comes from plant kingdom, animal kingdom, mineral kingdom, no matter what, we are causing an energy exchange. You can call it harm. 
breathing we are causing harm walking we are causing harm as long as you take the path of least harm and you do it with reverence okay i want to take a quick break and we'll be back in two seconds stay tuned do you like what you hear the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back again. We're talking about, does Ayurveda say that you should be vegetarian or vegan? And you're saying, no, it, it's each person's own Preferences. preference. Where do we take this for thriving then? Does thriving make De you? What? Depend on being a vegetarian or vegan or is that what yeah, you're yes. asking? Uh, can you thrive with this? Or what does that mean? Okay, thriving means having the best human experience according to your own choices okay. because thriving for me may be different well it is different than for somebody else that's mm -hmm. what ayurveda says yep. in order to thrive you need to take in the energy that is best for you it's part of the economy of action mm -hmm. right you you need to take in the energy that is best for you for your own thriving goals that energy may be coming only from the plant kingdom which is perfect yep. Yep. so if you're going and you're meditating and you're... it depends it depends okay. it depends like we said it depends on the factors okay right it depends on your the you are a physical mental and emotional disposition activity level then can you get wholesome food from the plant kingdom? And some people will say yes. And some people will say yes, and some people will say no. It depends. And uh, then is that within the context, is that energy exchange going to be the best based on the economy of action? For someone else, that may not be the case. Okay. So that's all. What about, and this is going to annoy probably a few people, what about that person that says, I am vegetarian and I am, or I'm vegan and I'm 24 mm -hmm. and I am a bodybuilder or I am mm -hmm. this and it's working perfect for me. I don't need meat and you shouldn't have meat because you should follow what I'm doing. And that is perfectly fine. So you look at how old are you right now you are certainly not 24. I'm 53. <laughs> so how old are you is what you are doing anywhere close to what that person is doing and also where do they get their information from they say that it has worked for them that person, that food, that context. Is there any time-tested evidence? Is there any 
science, like real science, not fake science, evidence, where is that information coming from? And history. And history. I like to say consider the source. So who's telling you this? Because 24 is pretty young when you are comparing 24 to 53. I hate to break bring that to you, but that's, you know, there is. (laughs) So uh, consider the source and also study what they say based on science and history. Like you said, that is major. We forget the aspect of history when it comes to nutrition. It's not just for wars and all statues and all that. The nutrition has history, and that's the time-tested aspect. And you want to look at the... If you're wanting to thrive, you want to look yes. at cultures that thrive. Exactly. And, and also look at cultures that have thrived and look at the information. Is it true? Because unfortunately, a lot of the information we receive today is false data. The fact that it has been repeated from mouth to mouth, from guru to student and guru to student and so on, doesn't make it true. But if you say it enough times. Yeah, exactly. If you if you say a lie enough times, then unfortunately it may become truth. That's, uh, a, that's propaganda, it, actually. Yeah, I call that propaganda. It doesn't become truth. It makes people believe yes, it's exactly. true. Yes, exactly. In people's minds. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's propaganda. <laughs> and we're going to be, because we're trying to keep these at 20 minutes or less, mm-hmm. we're going to be cutting this one now. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk next week about the yogic aspect of... Ahimsa. Yes also known as non-violence. And I want to get into the food aspect in that also, because I've been told a lot of times that vegan, vegetarian is ahimsa, and I want to actually go into that information with you also. Yep, and uh, see what part is false data and what is not. Exactly. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste Kala. May we all be well. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, Namaste Kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.